Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's just a championship edition, and because it's championship edition, you've got the two championship fans on the podcast. It's me hosting, I'm Ross, you may know my name and may know my voice from podcasts from long ago, but a man you may know even from, from even further back, it's Mr. James Belfontaine. How are you, sir? I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. I was better before this football came back, to be honest. Exactly, mate, exactly. I was quite excited. I think we're both, you know quite excited about the football coming back yeah. um, and then we you know, organised this podcast so we could have our two pence um, and now I wish we didn't but no yeah. it's only just it's only just started again and do you know what from this week's um, fixtures yeah. it just makes it even more exciting I mean you know they say it's the most exciting league in the world both ends yeah. there's only a few teams that don't have anything to really play for so yeah, I mean, pretty much every team has got something to play for. Look at the table now after today's games. I mean, Derby are in twelfth; they've got fifty-four points. That's just three points off of sixth. And then, I mean, even at the bottom as well, Hull have just dropped into the bottom three today. They're on a horrible run of form even before this. And I mean, they're only what four points off of seventeenth. So, well, exactly, yeah. Kind of QPR, to uh, yeah. Birmingham, they were just got yeah. nothing to do. They're sitting pretty. They don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> um, yeah, but otherwise, everyone, it's all still to play for. I mean, even after today's results, and it's, it's, uh, you never know, second could be open up. Oh, but, sorry, first and second are automatic places. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, that's still right there. It's still, no one's pulled away yet. And it makes it more exciting. And there's eight games to go. And even after Leeds lost today, Leeds Twitter's gone mental. But, I mean, really, we haven't lost any ground, have we? We're in exactly the same place we were. Three weeks exactly, ago. if not, it's but, just made it even more open. Yeah, just a game less to play. But anyway, let's go back to the first game of the weekend of the restart. It was in it was at Craven Cottage, and it took a while to get going this one, but Brentford finally put it away with two goals in the last three minutes. And I mean, I was loving this. I wanted Brentford to get a result to help Leeds. We didn't do our part of it, but I don't know. Did, it took a while. This game took a while to get going, didn't it? It was... A bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's, uh, it was two goals in two minutes right at the end. Yeah. Um, ben Raymer again. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, well, it's... it. Fulham, you'd say, were the, were the ones to, to watch was it was coming into grabbing that second place if Leeds yeah. were to throw it away. Or, or sorry, or, or West Brom. <laughs> I think I'm just used to Leeds uh, falling apart. It's not fun. <laughs> no, but I mean, Fulham were the other uh, those ones to watch, mm. really, when it comes to challenging for an automatic place. Mm. Uh, but it puts Brentford right back in it as well, because, of course, they are the, I mean, I wouldn't say the surprise package. I think they've been, um, for some, in previous seasons, have been, you know, there or thereabouts, but not quite got, got there in the final third of the season. Um, but now they're, you know, 
they're looking like a very strong outfit, and they are, you know, with a couple of explosive goals at the end there. They're right in it. Yeah, I, think I wouldn't expect them to get to the set top two, but uh, I think when you come to when you get to the playoffs, though, they're going to be. Uh, we fully expect them to get into the playoffs. I think that will um, they'll be the ones to watch. I think they'll mm. be probably favourites. I imagine. Yeah, they've got they've got such pace on the on the counter attack, and they've got a pretty solid defence and all. Like getting Pontus Janssen off of us when he does play and. Uh, the guys, they just seem to just find these guys, and that they're, they're a really good team and really yeah. annoying team to play against. I hate playing against them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I, we got we we did beat them this year, um, but the first for our first game, it was exactly why well, I don't like playing them. Mm-hmm. You know, beating them two 0 and then almost exactly the same right at the end. Yeah. Um, they scored three, yeah. so not they didn't just they didn't just bring you know bring it back to two two. They won the game, and it was like two goals. In a, two goals, two goals in again. I think it was, you know, in a, in extra time. Yeah, it was quite early in the season, so don't hold me to that. But I think it was right at the end when they just you know mm. put put it put it on put it on us, and so yeah, they have got that yeah. ability. It was a chance for them to really put pressure on Leeds and West Brom at the top, and they kind of blew it. They they didn't look ready. Mitrovic especially looked like he's really enjoyed his yeah. his, his time off, didn't he? Well, he, <laughs> yes, I noticed that as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? I was, I, one of my big points coming into um, well, the restart in, in all football really um, was who's going to be ready and who's not. And it really, I think, you know, the first game was going to be a matter of who's going to you're going to see you're going to see who's going to come on raring to go, who's going to come on looking really lethargic, and that they haven't been. Um, you could momentum as well, you know, past results and momentum going into this, going into the next fixtures when before it all got called off, yeah. as it's not avoid now. So it really is who's who's come back um, ready, mm. um, which I'll, I'll touch on again when we when we get round to the when we when we come to the next game actually, um, where some teams just just didn't look ready, mm-hmm. and some teams some teams just looked like they there hadn't really been a break. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Brentford got the win on this one, and it's an important win. I reckon the top four are pretty much nailed on for playoff places now. It takes something spectacular for Leeds and West Brom to miss the playoffs, and Fulham and Brentford have got that little cushion over kind of Forest down to probably Derby. I mean, they'd really have to collapse themselves both those two teams to miss the playoffs now. So it's it's an exciting race going into the final eight games. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, let's move on to some. Of okay, the... it's good that they're all being challenged for all positions. You know, yeah, playoffs, um, automatics, yeah. um, and relegation. Right. So yeah, the next game was at one o'clock, which was the one we'll get out of the way quickly. But it's the one I did watch um, with very much a lot of excitement. Mm. Which is um, uh, was obviously Millwall Derby. Started well. Um, started well. Well, I, well, not really. Not really. Really, uh, um, really didn't. It was very lethargic. Very, uh, there wasn't. You know, playing at the Den, um, you expect the more attacking side of football. We have, yeah. we have gone to. Uh, we when we got our away form back, it was about um, being able to soak up the pressure and then and then strike when needed. Um, uh, but this, you know, at the Den is where you kind of where they had a bit more freedom to attack um, and take the game 
to the opposition. Um, so what we, what I watched was was there wasn't any there wasn't any there was we were just chasing them around. They, Derby Derby didn't look like they were particularly they needed to get be ready because they all they had to do was just um, keep the ball pass it between amongst themselves mm-hmm. um, and just had Mill chasing them all all game. Um, and we, yeah, exactly. Just got and you know players like Ryan Leonard just looked like they were they were all, they were blowing t- in twenty minutes. Right. Um, but against against the run of play, um, yeah. we did a, a classic um, classic Matt Smith header at the far post, yeah. and that got us away. Um, and we kind of got into the game a bit more from there. But then the drinks break so this is another thing another point i want to talk about um, not not um just about this game but in general it is it's obviously dividing a lot of people mm. as dividing opinion um what do you i mean what do you think of them i don't really i don't really get it like if it's really hot then fine but otherwise yeah. just carry on like uh, i think i think tom in our chat has made the best point about it that it's so, so players don't end up sharing bottles and that's fine like that's very sensible and safe way to do it, but there must be a different way than just having to have an enforced drinks break. Like mark the bottles up with individual names and place them in certain areas of the ground or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, well, the the reason that I heard was um, I heard it in the commentary. I think in the second Premier League game yeah. was that they are doing it because they're trying to keep hydrated so that to reduce injuries. Yeah, okay, yeah, makes sense. Which is, I mean, to be honest, Ross, I'm going to be. I, I, to be honest, they, they should be. I, I'm not a footballer, so I'm not going to. I know, <laughs> I don't work football, but realistically, these guys are athletes. Yeah. If it, um, and they have been, they haven't, you know, they haven't been sat down for three months doing nothing. They have exactly. been still, um, being most of them being paid. Well, I think all of them being paid in full yeah. to just keep fit. Yeah. Um, so whether it be on their own, and then you know they started off doing a bit more. I think it was individual training at the grounds a lot earlier. So in terms of fitness in, in that sense, I I don't know, should they have to have a break every 20 minutes? They're only play. they have a break after 40 minutes. You'd have thought that they could, but like I say, I don't work in football. I don't uh, play it. Drinks during the games. Anyway, there's natural breaks in play. Exactly. Players can grab drink. Yeah. So I'm a bit skeptical of the whole thing. Um, And then in this, in this case, in this game, um, I, I don't want to sound like the one making excuses for why we went, while we while they while they equalised, mm. but it was straight. Um, so they they stopped. They were, we were getting a bit of rhythm back after we'd scored, yeah. um, and then the drinks break came. So you stop in play, mm. um, and straight after. So then, then you know whistle goes to come back on the pitch. Yeah. Derby players are back on the pitch before the Millwall players were, um, and then straight from kickoff before the middle, the whistle's been blown before the Millwall players are back in. Back in position, um, and they run straight down and scored. Mm. Um, well, I will mention as well. Dom simply got the um, got the hat trick. Yeah, he was just good, uh, um, and he played. He was brilliant. He really looked like a tidy little player up front. He ran. Yeah. He ran our defence ragged. He could have scored four um, if it wasn't for the goalkeeper, um, who made a really good save at one-one. Yeah. But um, yeah, their second goal when they went 2-1 up, mm-hmm. came straight after a drinks break as well. Now, I'm not going to say that we were uh, ready this time, but it did. It came straight up um, straight up after it. So it's a weird one because it does also break up the play after 20 minutes. Yeah. 22 minutes, you know, it, it breaks up the play. Um, and it kind of, you know, and then you kind of, it, 
it's almost like you know when you're playing for half time, mm-hmm. um, you, you you're you're against Kosh and, and um, you're playing for half time, and you you're waiting for it because yeah. you want them to you know you come out a different team and have a chat. But then what this does is it stops it. It stops any momentum from either team, yeah. um, and then you know they can reconvene and then you start again. So it's a bit. I found it a bit frustrating in this sense. It's almost like a timeout in basketball or the NFL. Like, gives them a chance for the coaches to say, like, this is not yeah, like exactly. do this, do this instead. That's exactly what it feels like. It does feel like a timeout. Um, and then, you know, back to that kind of point of of the um, the new rules that we have with mm. this, with football now, is the um, the multiple substitutes that you yeah. can make. Towards the end, it's 2-1 Derby. Yeah. Towards the end, as soon as, you know, you've got a, a bit of play going... It's um, you know, there's a substitute. Yeah. <laughs> Stop play. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's weird. I'm not not to say that I, I thought that we again. I'm not making excuses, but I'm, I'm actually complete. I, I'm just saying what I saw in this game. In the, it, um, because I've I've been watching um quite a, quite a few games since they've all started, yeah. and I have but I haven't really been paying attention to um so much as I did in this one and I did notice yeah, towards the end when you're trying to get back in the game mm. and the game's being broken up by an extra two substitutions it, it, felt, it did feel like that yeah, both teams used their full allowance, didn't they? in the what game was it earlier today the other big one uh, the Chelsea game they, they were, yes. the pundits were mentioning that um, you know if you're, you're Aston Villa you're 1-0 up against them yeah. and then Chelsea can just bring on all of these brilliant players <laughs> who were game you know they can completely change the game. <laughs> bring on the likes of Barkley, and it, it does it. And I don't, you know, it's just an. It, and then that, with us, it just it felt like you can't get back into the game towards the end because, yeah. uh, because of that. But Celavi. Yeah, I mean, the way the BBC have read it up, it's all about Wayne Rooney, obviously, and Wayne Rooney's experience allowed for the youthful midfield to do all the running, basically, is what it says. <laughs> yeah, I think he played about three different positions. <laughs> it felt like so he started in the center, and and then towards the end, it seemed like he was a center back. I, I don't know, but what what Rooney didn't really get into the well, no, it didn't look like Rooney was really getting into the game. He wasn't yeah. pulling off anything spectacular. What he was doing was holding up the ball well, and um, yeah, that's what he does now. The real playmaker, and you know, just getting it and putting it into the and starting starting moves. Mm. So in that sense, yeah, he didn't do anything. He didn't definitely didn't do anything wrong. You could easily watch it and think, oh, he's not doing anything. But actually, if he's, yeah, he was a uh, yeah, pretty yeah, interesting starting. What do you, as a Millwall fan, what's um, what do you make to Gary Rowett then? Is he? I mean, oh, yeah, all miracles, isn't he so far? Well, actually, I mean, you look at where we were when when Harris resigned. You thought, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, we were, yeah we were down there, but we thought, oh right, well who are we going to get? Yeah. Some people, some not to say that some people were calling for him to go, um, but who could you get? And then I think he had, a, had an interview. He was a pundit at the time, and he was interviewed, and he straight away said, oh, like, I want that job. <laughs> Genuinely straight up did it. I want the job. Um, and then I think if, I couldn't think of anything anyone better. I think Chris Hutton was another name that was thrown about, but um, at the time he said, yeah, I'll take take Rowett. And then his in sh- bringing him into Millwall, well, it's you know the the table speaks for itself, yeah. really, um, because he came in straight away. I think started. I think the first game was Charlton. That's a great way to start things off. <laughs> yeah. It might have been the second game actually, but because um, I seem to remember thinking, all oh, right, Neil Harris is gone, so he doesn't have to. Um, 
he doesn't have to worry about Charlton beating us for the first time since '96. Um, and then, but Rowett came in, and obviously, um, I, f- I think that was his first one. And uh, he, yeah, we got, um, uh, we won that one. And what the difference is, you watch um, the interviews at the end of games, yeah. um, and you know, it makes it realistically, it's all just the um, same old, mm-hmm. <laughs> same old. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, we passed the ball around, and yeah, we played well, and yeah, we managed to get the goal in the back of the net. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. There, there is it's the same interview over and over. However, you watch the Rowett interviews, and he just honestly, they're, they're about twice as long as any other interview with any manager or or player because he just goes off on one about the the different tactical. And he's just, you just listen to him, and you think, well, this guy is a tactical. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks so tactically um, about every, and he will go off and it will try to explain to you every different player and why he played this player in that position, why he's moved this player there and, mm. and what, you know, attributes he's got that can, um, uh, will, will change the play. And, um, yeah, no, it was, he's obviously got rid of this kind of, um, hoodoo of away games. We've really struggled with away games. Yeah. Um, and he, and we started winning all of those. Um, so yeah. And he's brought us up to, Going for the playoffs, yeah, he's really good. Uh, which is always nice. We, we ha- I mean, we all, all we really want to be is mid-table, kind of, you know, kicking above our weight, um, but at least not in the relegation fight. Yeah, um, so to bring us into something to play for is always great. Yeah, I mean, you're three points off the playoffs, and you're still well in this race. Yeah. And I mean, Forrester in there in fifth at the minute. Preston, both of those teams are likely to end, lose any any given day. They're, they're, they're all over the place, these sort of teams, and the teams above you, Swansea, Bristol City, Blackburn, Cardiff. I mean, yeah, there's no team there that are a standout team, so it is anyone's kind of race now. Well, exactly. Um, just, it's just good, yeah. Like I say, it's good to be involved in it, really. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame not, not to be there. And I think uh, I'd, uh, I'll go on to speak about home form in a minute. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know that's out the that's out the window now. The only thing we've got, the only advantage is that we're playing all teams that are below us. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily suit us. So um, yeah, so as as, as you all know, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's have a little skip through uh, some of the other games, shall we? Let's go to uh, yeah. Swansea Borough. Middlesbrough look doomed. I mean, they are really really bad. Jonathan Woodgate is a yeah. disaster. Sorry, I've manager. For- Probably the second game to talk about. I forgot that was kicked off earlier. Yeah, exactly. That was um, two from Brewster. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah, he he um, extended his loan. So he's one of these players that have decided that they do want to carry on playing, not one of these ones that have said, nah, I don't see it. Um, he's, he's, he's staying there. Um, and then they've reaped the rewards from that. Um, they've got uh, two goals from him. Middlesbrough, yeah, they're right in... Right in that dogfight, aren't they? But I think they're going to go down because I fancy Barnsley to get out of this. What's Barnsley's fixtures like? Uh, yeah, I know what they're playing. Well, they've got to play us, so they'll definitely beat us. That's almost... Us so, next. You're playing you next year on Saturday. Then they've got Blackburn, Stoke, Luton, which is a huge game. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, they are well... Wig- Wigan they've got as well. Forest and Brentford. So, tricky, but... They they're all the teams that was all ready for this return. They were like they wanted to play games coming back, and I, I just think like Hull are going down. I think almost certainly. I think Borough are just going to yeah. be in there as well. 
Holden Holden got rid of a few players, wasn't it? But in the before this, they had enough, didn't they? They thought there enough points on the board that they could get rid. Yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Was it Campbell, Grosicki, and Jared Bowen, and they've just been terrible ever since. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's tight down there because there are. Yeah, you're right. Barnsley could push out of that, and they had a or no, they they almost got a result with QPR. Did it finish? Sorry, yeah, it oh. one, no, yeah. I seem to seem to remember there was a QPR equaliser at the end. Why have I thought that? <laughs> no, they haven't. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I had that down. I thought they um they they uh, had scored a QPR equaliser towards the end. That must have been another game I was following they at the had time. Had a chance cleared off the line in the 88th minute from uh, Eze. Right. <laughs> It's funny because I've I've written down I've written down the scores and I I've corrected it. I thought no, hold on, that wasn't one nil to Barnsley. They equalised at the end because because they don't because Barnsley hadn't won there since the eighties. I think something silly like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, right. Well, then, yeah. So that well, that put, yeah. So they um. Yeah, they have got a good chance of getting out of that then. Yeah, they're, they're. I think I just think Middlesbrough are doomed, and other teams around there. Huddersfield lost again, and they've got. Seemingly no exactly, yeah, at all. Wigan, Wigan. The thing is, as well, Wigan have won that, and um, that doesn't take them out of it. That's how no, high it is. Down, they, they've got a very important three points there. That puts you know Huddersfield now below them. Um, Stoke right and they're going to take another another away win. Yes, um, was it two so, teams that won at home this weekend? Yeah, it was exactly before before this morning. Yeah, it was. Uh, six away wins, or was it? Uh, yeah, no, six away wins. Yeah, only um, yeah, two teams to win at home, their home fixtures. Yeah, I mean, it was almost Reading, almost. I think. Um, yeah, last. But then last Stoke. Minute, that, you know what it was? That was that was it, Ross. It was Stoke who equalised towards the end. Yeah. Um, they scored the ninety-second minute equaliser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the away forms of teams. It's it's out the window now. We can, you just don't bring that into it anymore. Um, the thing in the chat, in the uh, the Bundesliga, aren't it? That the away teams are really good. Yeah. Apart from obviously like uh, Dortmund and uh, Bayern, a lot of teams were losing at home to teams they shouldn't be losing to. Really, yeah. that certainly carried on into the championship because yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so six away wins. So how many draws? Uh, one, two, three, four, five draws. Four draws. Uh, yeah. yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four Luton, draws. Luton got a lot uh, of six, against Preston, six, didn't six, they? Came six. at Manaman. Um, so yeah, this, uh, that's the thing as well. You know, uh, yeah, form for away, away form. It's, it's all to play for, really, because it, I don't know if you've been watching them with the um, with the crowd noises. Yes. Um, so the championship, as far as I, as far as I know, the there isn't the option to do it on um, Sky. They're just really? playing it through the tannoys. As far as I can tell, I know our game was played through the Tannoys. Oh, right. So the players are actually getting this noise. But, um, I know at Reading, <laughs> it was exactly the same. I think that Reading was compared for the first time and probably the last to um, an Argentinian atmosphere. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, um, yeah they, they, they're blasting noises. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to make any difference because I think players are just going to know that there's no one there watching. It does seem like training ground games. Um, and so that form is is out the window. Doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. that this this round is. Yeah. Dead.
definitely proven that's going to be the case. Well, today's, today's Leeds game, I listened to on the on the, the Leeds app, the radio commentary, and because I was at work, and you can you could hear every single word like Bielsa and his five different coaches that he had in his technical area just shouting. You could hear them all constantly shouting, but there was yeah. no there's no crowd noise. And when Cardiff scored their second, I think it must have come off the post because it's it, the, the noise was so loud of the ball <laughs> in the post and at the back of the net, and then you just hear like ten men just scream. It's really weird. You know what? It must be a weird one for the for the four players as well because you're thinking, you know, that's that's not crowd noise. They know they they know it's not from a crowd. They know it's being played through a speaker, so it's got to be a complete. It's it, people. I think you know teams are doing it to try and make it feel like it's mm. um, a home game, but it, it, it's not going to make any difference. Mm. It's going to sound exactly the same apart from the different. Um, different chance at this that they've recorded which usually by i mean i was watching the west bromwich Albion one yeah. and that just seemed to be the exact same chant on repeat i couldn't watch this i couldn't watch after <laughs> 20 minutes i switched it over because it honestly it was just it was like it's on loop well, and it was just what, annoying me so like, what i have these games on the background while i'm concentrating on something else and this is a weird thing about noise it's kind of when you're watching it it does make it feel like you're watching it when you're watching it on telly that you are watching a game yes. it makes it a bit more real for the for the viewer, for the TV viewer definitely, yeah. but I reckon it just completely throws off like some players. Yeah, it must do because yeah, it's, it's, it's where, to anyone where's this always coming from. There's no one here to make this. Noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. So it's not you know not to say it's a home. I, I guess it is kind of to throw off players, but then you're throwing your own players off. Yeah, it's weird because different stadiums, uh, the atmosphere isn't just the, the noise. Like Millwall, it isn't the noise. It's it's the, the whole thing around it, like going to the den. It's that it's. It's the thing rather than just being just the noise. Like the noise is incredibly annoying as an away fan at the den, but it's it's the whole atmosphere that goes with it, and you can't you can't recreate that from yeah not exactly from FIFA. You can't you can't recreate it because you know if you could if you recreate uh, recreated it accurately, hmm. you, it would be well, the way the way Mewal were playing anyway. It would be it would be getting dog abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be like cheering, and it would be, um, you know, a lots, lots of, uh, yeah, a lot of abuse towards towards the players. So, and do you know what? And, and I think it is a lot of teams will, do, you know, are actually um, need that sometimes. Mm. Um, so when you're losing, say so you're losing at one point, you know, three, <laughs> three one, mm. um, and then you you just be thinking, you know, it's a noise, it's a loud, annoying, buzzing noise coming through. Coming through the tannoy, yeah, must be. It's nerves, it? it would. I, I didn't really think it would. I, I think you know. I think Sky are doing it through. Just through I don't know how Sky are doing it. Are, are they doing it just through the telly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know how they do it otherwise. No, you Amazon. When Amazon had their games mm. live, they were playing it. Um, you had the choice of whether you could have crowd noise or not. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I don't know how they were able to filter it out completely. So you have it no. anyway. No, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we, we can just, off a bit anyway. We can skip over a lot of the games, but uh, West Brom was the other kind of big one yesterday. They drew nil nil with Birmingham. They went top of the table on a goal difference. Um, yeah, yeah that great real board draw. I think Tom sat through the whole game. Did sort he? Of what he's <laughs> what he was saying in the group chat. Oh, yeah, like no must have had most of the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. There was no shots on target in that first half. <laughs> um, I think towards the end, West Brom did come to rue their missed chances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a real ball draw there. 
Yeah, and then uh, the final game for this weekend was Leeds losing away at Cardiff, which is not a new thing. It's something that we do almost yeah. every season. Um, crowd or <laughs> not, doesn't matter, apparently. <laughs> I mean, this one doesn't help us at all. No, um, kind of jumped up. So it's a bit of a weird one. Who did you run? Well, neither. But um, you, yeah, it was a weird one because, yeah, in terms of that, like I say, that playoff hunt, it doesn't help anyone around there. Um, but what I thought with, when I was saying earlier about teams that are ready or they're not, Leeds really did look ready. Um, probably a lot to do with Bielsa's training yeah. um, techniques that he's becoming infamous for. Um but yeah, they they did look ready. Cardiff and they were all over Cardiff. Too. I think that, you know, Cardiff started off fairly brightly, but then Leeds yeah, came in. There was a run yeah. where we had like oh. five or six corners in a row where it was all attacking, and then just yeah. suddenly a mistake from Calvin Phillips and yeah, Hoyle scores. Yeah, it was, it was really good goals as well from Cardiff. Let's yeah, not take that away from them. Um, but completely out of nowhere. Um, I think at one point, you know, it was, I think like you know. T- in the 30 percent possession when they went one out, one they what? Yeah, I mean the only along those lines. Thirty one percent. Well, there you go. I mean, it's a classic Neil Harris score, um, <laughs> scoreline, really, isn't it? They shit house leads. Yeah, Sky showed the stats uh, before the game of like successful well, passes, yeah, exactly. and crosses, and they just it. And I, everything. I said, if I wasn't Neil Harris, <laughs> you'd say, "Wow, that's a load of shit." How on earth are they in that position? Yeah. And then you say, "Well, that's probably." His him um it is very much his style mm. he's brought he's brought it he's taken over to cardiff clearly because um they really i mean those two goals both came out of nowhere both very well taken goals and they caught leeds completely off guard um i think leeds are very unfortunate to not get back into the game almost straight away but um Patrick bamford mm. yeah not the first time this, is not, this season either. oh is it not <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it was yeah, certain he's, goal he's been making I mean, he's just got, doing this got... way before the shot was taken or not I don't know but it was very unfortunate that it blasted whose fault was it was it Bamford's fault or was it the the, the striker or whoever yeah, he's, he's doing what he should be doing looking to get on the end of the crosses but if, if you can see the ball drop into uh, Jack Harrison just stand in front of the keeper don't try and get something yeah. on it just stand there block his view and let Harrison put it in yeah frustrating well yeah very, I imagine so as well. Because really, and I think you know we could have seen a different scoreline then. Well, you, I mean, definitely would have seen a different scoreline. But but I mean, <laughs> you'd definitely seen um, a, a, a different result, yeah. yeah. Because um, it would have really got them back into it. And then, mm. but like I say, those cold calls both both came out of nowhere. So you never know. Yeah, just a couple of steps, and it, it's, it's plans that it's not really they've not slipped up this season. And I'm hoping it's not going to happen again. But. I said to you before we start recording that Leeds Twitter has gone insane this afternoon and I mean really we're no worse off than we were before this, these round of games Fulham lost as well Brentford won but they weren't really a challenge and West Brom didn't yeah. win so we're on the same points <laughs> well Leeds Twitter is always good good entertainment <laughs> um, but there's a lot you can go if you go fishing with the Leeds fans it's on Twitter it's you'll get one or two bites it I has mean, to Leeds fans do it themselves they fish off other Leeds fans <laughs> all the time. that's how crazy it is uh, yeah let's, um, let's have a little look forward yeah, to, towards on. next weekend then we kick off again Friday night massive game Brentford versus West Brom fourth versus first Ooh. yeah yeah hold on I'm bringing up 
there are some big fixtures. There's that one is fourth versus first, and yeah. Leeds versus Fulham, which is second versus third as well. It's, it's two huge games at the top of the table next weekend. Yeah, Leeds and Fulham. That's right. That's yeah, bloody hell. Yeah. So again, it could either it could open things up a bit, or it would just make it even more exciting towards the end, wouldn't it? I mean, I couldn't call a favourite out of Brentford and West Brom. No, I think one's evens. I'll, I would honestly take a draw with Fulham. If even if, if West Brom win, I don't I don't I don't care if we win the yeah. league or, or finish second. Yeah. I just want to get out of this league. And if we can take a draw against Fulham, <laughs> seven games to go, seven point difference, just keep ticking them games off, basically. Yeah. What else have we got? Well, got, we haven't I mentioned um, Charlton. Charlton will, will play QPR. So you've got a London derby there. Yeah. Um, Charlton managed to get a result against Hull. Did Jason Pearce score a goal? Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they need to get their own player scoring now because Taylor's not um, not yeah, available. Uh, yeah, what do you mean? He, he wasn't, and he was, and he was. Um, uh, what, what do you think of all that? I think he's got a contract. He should be playing. Like, yeah, exactly. I know he's thirty, and he's probably this is, this is his chance for that last big contract. But you are, yeah. you've got a contract with Charlton, and it's not their fault and the season got postponed. Well, yeah, it's not, and and Charlton are in trouble. There's, a, there's a, mm. you know, they're playing. They are, and he's their key striker. Yeah. Um, and he's got his reasons. That he, you know, there's the risk of possibly getting a, a, a an injury that will. I think it's Brentford that are in for him, aren't they? Yeah. Now, if Brentford got up, they're not going to be in for him. No, exactly. Um, so, but you know, you are contracted, and even if his contract, I don't know if he's is he one of the players that the contract is ending in this season. Yes. Yeah, right, so he's June. So I mean, he could literally June. walk away so from he's still... next week. Um, and just to not do that, I mean, it's or play. I, I, I'd be raging if I was yeah. a Charlton fan. It seems it seems wrong. I would not be happy if I was a Charlton fan with that at all. It's just it you're contracted to play. Right, so it's like, it's like it's, um, you know, if someone's someone, you know, someone's interested in. So a top team is interested in uh, one of these championships. So a Premier League team has said, right, we, we want to go in for, um, let's put, we'll say Jed Wallace. Yeah. Um, Jed Wallace is suddenly going to stop playing for Millwall because he's, um, because he's, uh, could be a move. because he's worried that he could get, he could, um, get injured. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It's a I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You've got to back yourself. Exactly. And it's, yeah, and it, and he is still contracted to them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be furious if I was. I mean, I, I don't really care because it's happened to them. But <laughs> it's um. But like, what's what's but, the case scenario? I, 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 for I, Brentford, I, I, and like that's 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 the limit of Lyle Taylor's career. I'm I'm almost certain yeah, he's not going to the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, say, so what if Brentford do go up? <laughs> and then he's and he, oh, the Brentford. He's out of contract. Yeah, and he's. And I'm sorry, but I think a lot of people, um, teams would t- put their nose up. Yeah, at someone with, with that attitude. They'd just um, Wigan or QPR or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's a, he's a tiny little player, but uh, I think teams do sometimes get turned off by that sort of thing. Yeah, um, or a team that's in a, in a relegation dogfight. Hmm. To leave them and and to be their goal scorer is not great. But yeah, so they got got off field as well. They're they're just a crisis club all over the place, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, I think they sorted out. They've been bought now, haven't they? Yeah. 
I mean, I, yeah, well, I could go on and on about the whole world. <laughs> um, yeah, I know next weekend leaves full of but, Yeah, they've got, they've, they've got a London derby there, which again, you know, just a, they're out of pitch in London. Um, we're all away at Barnsley. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> You'll, you hope, you'd hope to beat them. Yeah. Um, but again, teams down the other end of the table scare the shit out of me. So, exactly. Honestly, um, as a Leeds fan, I'd rather be playing the top six than like half of the bottom half of the table. Yeah, exactly. And they and they really are playing. I mean, I know we're playing for something, but they're playing for survival. Yeah. Um, and they've come off of a good result as well, so confidence is high. Mm. Um, whereas we will need to rethink how they're going to come into this and get ready, get fit and ready for the game. So, I don't know. Um, what else have we got? Nick? It's not a Forest, Huddersfield. Yeah, again. I mean, Huddersfield won a terrible Forest, game. again, playoff team against the relegation threatened team. Yeah, Forest. So we excited. I think those ones will be exciting. Yeah, Forest have been giving it the big licks saying that they're going to hunt down the top two and uh, I mean, they, they gave away a last minute equaliser to Sheffield Wednesday who have been terrible this season yeah. yesterday so like pipe down a bit. I but... think that was against the very much against the play though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know they're saying what they're saying but um, they really, they apparently they were very much in control yeah. okay, um, with that one but again, one little lead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Colin Wickham's come up with a 93rd minute equaliser, so not that in control. <laughs> no, exactly. But, uh, but I mean, they were playing, they play, I think they played fairly well. They perfect, sounded fairly organised, so yeah. we'll see with them once. But then again, Huddersfield will want to come back from from their results, so mm. um, what else stands out? Not a lot, really, if I'm honest. Not a lot. No. <laughs> I mean, we'll be back next weekend to talk about the next weekend's fixtures and then we get into the games really thick and fast, don't we? We get midweek and then uh, weekends and midweeks and weekends. It's going to be a lot of games and a lot of very short space of time. Yeah, exactly. So players, uh, so the... at five o'clock on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, that's, not the, that's, not how it, that's not as weird as it gets. We've got, um, when we play Middlesbrough, yeah. the week after, I think it is, it's um, three o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> They've changed it um, to three o'clock on a Wednesday. So, um, <laughs> move Leeds Stoke to five p.m. on a Thursday afternoon. So what the fuck? I'll be on my yeah. way to work. What an awkward time to put. Well, that's it. On. Yeah. Um, well, they've changed it so that Middlesbrough can get home. Oh, apparently, they'll be flying down. I imagine. Um, or they'll be getting a bus. Now I think they're getting a bus. I think the reason was so. Yeah. I don't know if they're coming down on the day. Yeah, um, flew to Cardiff yesterday afternoon. Like yeah, and they're staying overnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, it could be um, another you know Arsenal scenario mm. where they're coming down. I don't know if they're leaving on the day or not. It's a long old travel. But, um, you know what? Yeah, I think, but I think I'd choose bus over flying any day. So yeah, I think on the bus you can relax and sort of sit back and. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit less stressful than going on, you know, doing all the security checks yeah, and all that stuff, yeah. flying, being cramped up on a small plane, and well, I'm sure Arsenal had plenty of space on their on their flight, but, <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say Middlesbrough has the same budgets. <laughs> um, so, I'd, so I think that's what they could do, and then they'll probably get an overnight bus. Back up. Yeah, it's a long way to go. Oh, if you lose, that's a long old trip back to Middlesbrough. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst time you want to be flying. <laughs> 
Yeah, but anyway, yes, we will be back next weekend and around this time um, to talk about uh, next weekend's fixtures. And then we'll be back every Sunday until the end of the season to just round up all the action from the, the week and the weekends. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rossbow1984. Are you still on Twitter, James? No, I've come off for a bit. Um, until things until things in the um, calm down. Yeah, I've just found it really, really not a nice place to be at the moment. No. Just through it just makes me more and more angry. Yeah. Um, but you can find us as a collective at Man on the Post. Uh, all the podcasts are back. Extra times back again next week. Chris and Dave are back with a Sunday show tomorrow, which is now probably a Monday show, basically going forward for the rest of the season. Um, and there are going to be some midweek shows with Ali and Ryan and whoever else is free to jump on to talk games because there's literally games every single day. Football, football, football. It's fantastic. Great, Even though, I mean, yeah, it is and it isn't. I think it is a bit of a... It, I think we'll get... I don't know if we'll start getting um, tired of it. Yeah, well, I, I, I said the other day... I, I, I actually probably hate football. I just love Leeds now. I don't care about Leeds, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure you won't hate the Premier League if you make it up there. No, true. To be honest, I, I don't really care if you do or not. I'm not gonna. I'm not one of these ones. Um, uh, yeah, we've played you enough recently. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we do go away games, we because so it's not. It's not right for us to play a season without you being there. To be honest. Yeah, I know. We were we were away from each other for a few years when we went back down. But yeah. other than that, you know, League One together, Championship. But, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm not really that fussed about whether Leeds fall apart again or not, because no. it's just another away game that's just too much hassle to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very well policed that game, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they've eased up on it a bit now, but mm. but um, it's still real graft going up there. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, the next eight weeks could be me yeah. getting sadder and sadder every week of me getting progressively happier. <laughs> find out. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. interest more and more and, and until we're back next week it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from James see you later and always remember to keep your man on the post